0: I mean, the truth is, we could just not do it. Mm-hmm, Who cares bro. about our listeners? Do we have a responsibility to them? No. <laughs> Who cares? Anyway, hello everyone, this is JPL, and today I'm joined with... Christopher. Yes, and we are podcast name in brackets. In brackets. Anyway, how are you doing, Christopher? I'm doing okay, how are you doing? Fine, fine. I just came back from a week-long trip to my grandparents.
1: Oh, really? I just saw my family, some of my family. What a coincidence.
0: Yeah, I didn't bring my computer with me, which I normally don't do. Mm -hmm. But I'm not recording anything. I'm not editing anything. I have no reason to just lug this thing along, so I left it behind and just did whatever I did nice it is nice um so yeah we it's been a little bit since we talked maybe not for your listeners
2: um because of my poor scheduling but yeah about two three-ish weeks something two weeks. like that two, weeks.
0: two almost three Almost. how's three. it almost three I mean, because if if we missed today, we'd have to wait on this next weekend, you know?
1: Yeah, so it's just two weeks, John.
0: Yeah, but it was almost three. Oh my gosh, John. Could have been. Honestly, it could have
2: been. But it wasn't.
0: But it could have been. (laughs) Alright, so, I don't remember what I did (laughs) for the past two weeks. Actually, I do. But, like, I know what I watched. Uh-huh. I know what I ate. Uh-huh. But what did I do? <laughs> what did you do, John? That was significant. Um, okay. So, like, big, big, like, news things. Uh, a, uh, Minecraft YouTuber passed away of cancer this oh. past couple weeks ago. Technoblade, who was, a kind of a bigger, a big guy, um... Which is a shame, because I really liked his stuff. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: But, um, yeah, that was a shame. Uh, You know, the video announcing, like, this thing is now his most popular viewed video. And I think he would find that so amusing. Because he was a very witty, comedic guy. He'd, He'd be like, and this is just how he was like... It's like, oh man, like, what I got so many views just from dying. <laughs> man, I should have died sooner <laughs> putting all this work on being good, <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, that was the bummer news, mm-hmm. and uh, on to other stuff. What did you do,
1: Christopher? I spent time with my family, we we did the mini golf thing. Oh, firewood. Sang- the pirate one, yeah, that was. Did you was go fun. through the other hole? We, which
0: other hole? We only did one hole. Round. Yeah,
1: so we did both of them. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: On yeah. separate days, but.
0: On sure. on oh, separate days, cool.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was fun.
0: Yeah. Sound like
1: fun. They saw the show. Four times.
0: Four times. Yes. My brother only
1: two times, but they saw the show four times.
0: I can't do that. I can work on a show that many times, but I can't just sit and watch a show four times. (laughs) I don't care enough.
1: Well, they rewatch the DVDs enough to that.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Anyway. Um... When we last left off, I was getting into Stranger Things.
1: <laughs>
0: Which so I had, found hilarious. Yeah, I had finished Season 1 at that point And started Season 2. I have now, up to this point, finished Season 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, we took a break because we traveled. We'll be starting Season 4, who knows, soon. So
1: probably by the time we record next podcast, we'll probably hear about it.
0: I mean, I'll probably start it by then. I don't know if I can finish it.
1: weren't you guys watching like two episodes a day?
0: Yeah, but like these episodes are getting longer. Yeah. So might take a bit of time, especially if we start watching Miss Marvel. Um, because that finale comes out this week, I believe.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. So I uh, before my family came. I had only seen, like, the first two episodes of the fourth season. And then the night before they came, I'm like, okay. Because it was, like, the day after, like, the whole season dropped. The rest of the season dropped. So I'm like, do I risk getting spoiled? Or?
0: That's a bad idea.
1: So I went for that or. Oh,
3: my gosh.
1: Did you do it? I did. I went through episodes three through nine. Mm. that night.
0: Oh, boy. I got, like, max three hours of sleep. See, I'm not that young anymore. (laughs) I could still do it. But, like, I have a family with me now. (laughs) I can't really do that. I actually can. You know, I do it all the time. But... (laughs) But you know, you know what I mean. It's a lot, it's a lot, it's a big decision. I don't make that decision lightly, yeah. No, I I actually do. (laughs) I don't actually even make the decision. I just watch the next episode, just keep going until I feel like I'm almost done. Then I'm like, oh, I'm almost done, and then I finish it.
1: I think there's um. Like, uh, like you kind of observing me, I am not that intentional to watch things, hence why I'd only gotten to episode two by the time the full season dropped. Um, So, it was like, it was almost like a now or
0: never-ish moment. Sure.
1: So it was like, because I, I knew I'd struggle to watch the rest of the season.
0: And your viewing schedule, I don't like very much. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, other than the Thor movie, I have not watched anything other than Stranger Things during this time. Oh, she, wait, wait, wait. No, I watched uh Miss Marvel episode yesterday.
2: My bad. But so,
0: but you you watched Thor?
2: I did watch Thor. What do you think of it? Great. Thank you. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's gonna sound good for our listeners. He's pondering very hard. You could see it
2: on his face. It's a very mixed bag. That's what I've been hearing.
1: Yeah. Like like I I we we obviously had thoughts and mixed thoughts about Doctor Strange, but we were able to articulate it. Right. You know what I mean? Because we had expectations, of course. Yeah, expectations, but here's the thing. The taika
0: is hard to really talk about.
2: But the thing is, like, Ragnarok, you could. Sure. Love and Thunder is... a, A mess. A mess in that let let's take the
1: humor for example sometimes it lands and sometimes it just does not and yeah ragnarok had a very witty feeling about it love and thunder felt dumb at moments and and i'll be honest i like dumb i like even like slapstick stuff there's one like slapstick slapstick moment that killed me but there are other uh, like korg for example he, he, th- it was almost like a, oh everyone loves the dumb character let's make him dumber <laughs> it's almost like the it, uh, larry and veggie in the house that moment it, it's I mean? like
0: drax actually yeah i
1: guess but at, like drax like,
0: became much more of a comedic character after the first film mm-hmm like much more. But community.
1: but that was enjoyable, you know what I mean? Right. But because like 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 Drax is funny because he's un uh unaware. He's mm. not self-aware. Korg is like a child. You know what I mean? He has the mind of a child. Right. And that tends to be not so funny.
0: I mean, I think Korg for me is like he's mostly funny, but then there's some moments where I'm like, "Eh, sure, Mm -hmm. that's kind of dumb.
1: And and I'm just specifically highlighting Korg because that was kind of the initial standout impression. But like it's it's still that same feeling throughout the movie. And I know it wasn't trying to be Ragnarok in some ways, but in some ways it is. I mean... Especially uh, from expectation. But... It's still... Just... In some ways, it's really weird. In some ways, it's not that weird. But it's still weird.
0: And I'll have to wait until... It comes out to Disney+. Plus.
1: Yeah. I do... I personally think the emotional moments hit. Especially just after, like, Multiverse of Madness, which... There's nothing emotional about that movie for me. Um, it felt nice to have something here. Right. Um, yeah. Um, better resolution than Multiverse of Madness.
0: I am sure, sure.
1: Um, but mm-hmm. thinking about it, I wonder. This should have been a TV show. No. You didn't watch it, John. Shut up. No,
0: but just just given the track record of all the Marvel shows recently, I'd say no.
1: This is where I kind of beg to differ.
2: Um, the Marvel shows and Obi-Wan... Were
1: meant to be movies that got stretched out into shows. This era of Thor is like Thor goes on adventures. You know what I mean? Sure. He he does Thor things. You know what I mean? Like for example, imagine if we had one season of the Asgardians of the Galaxy just doing random things for a full freaking season. You know what I mean? Like imagine. That's just fun. You know what I mean? Sure. There's no strong impact. It's fun. But that's just what they do. They just go on and do adventures. Now, even if it's just Thor and Accord, you know, that's just a a season of them just going out, doing adventures and and stuff. And and then imagine if, like, they went, like, the Agent Carter route where it's, like, you know, like that villain of the week. But it's leading to a mystery event, which leads into the gore thing. Um, and then, here's the reason why, why I, I'm i kind of thinking about my TV show idea, is because of the ending of Love and Thunder. Because, obviously, because of what you were... T- uh, oh, no. Not. Bring that a little confusing. Because Thor has had movies, they don't want to just throw it into a TV show. You know what I mean? Sure. So, but it's just, especially with the ending of Love and Thunder and what
2: the, the future is, it seems like something, I mean, obviously they're going to make it a movie, but just like it's TV show
1: material. Because it this uh, until like Thor gets pulled into the next vendor's threat event, it, the events that happen with Thor don't necessarily affect the MCU as a whole, right? If we're being honest, the dark world had a bigger effect, had the most impact on the MCU simply on introducing the Infinity Stone, but like Ragnarok didn't necessarily have any impact on, you know, on Infinity War or Endgame, right? The original Thor just simply introduced a character, you know? It's like,
2: there,
1: there isn't like, you know, Ant-Man the Wasp, we introduced the, the tunnel, so, and then
2: therefore it's in Endgame. And then also with this movie, it it doesn't necessarily
1: seem to be like contributing to these big storylines that we're having with the MCU. So, I mean, I don't think there's going to be
2: anything necessarily wrong with Thor just going on adventures in a TV show. That's my thoughts. Okay. I'll have to wait to
0: see it, but... I, you know, i just been really wanting to have a superhero movie mm-hmm. where it's multiple stories, like mm-hmm. a few episodes of a TV show, but that they connect by the end. Mm. I would really like that. That's actually, so
1: a friend was mentioning that last night, how linear these MCU shows are where it only necessarily follows one story. Let's take Hawkeye, for example, It follows... Kate right. and Clint, maybe we get one or two cutscenes to Echo slash Maya, but that's not necessarily its own story. Sure. It, it's so... And it's like, dang, that, that's interesting. These really are just movies stretched out. These are
0: not TV shows. Um,
2: Yeah. So sliding back into Stranger Things... Yes.
0: Um, Just for, just to recap, in season one, um, my review was it was a fun first season with stylistic homages to E.T., Super 8, with a decent mystery and horror story. And I gave it a three and a half star, which for me is like above average.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Being I was happy with your three and a half stars. I'm like, generally,
0: okay. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay, going on to season two. Season two, I gave three stars, which means it's average. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's, here's what I wrote down. A second season that greatly ups the stakes. While it is cool to see bigger bads, it does struggle with suspension of disbelief. Because, you know, you have these kids going up against this giant smoke tentacle monster and a bunch of little dog demigorgons. (laughs) They survive. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: How? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Stylistically, the show is very similar to classic 80s movies, um, which is something I've been noticing even in season three. It's that they're taking, like, these ideas and tropes from 80s movies. Mm-hmm. Um, for, like, season two, I could definitely tell that, like, having the army of demigorgons felt a whole lot like the Aliens movie. Yeah. In the sequel, they upped the ante. Instead of just one alien, they got, like, hundreds. And, like, they had similar ideas where, like, they have the tracking device Mm -hmm. where you see all of them coming in on the radar. Um, Similarly to, I guess, Tremors 2, where you have a different breed of Tremors, I suppose. Um, And like finishing what I say is that I really like the character dynamics in Season 2, because they were made fresh, because characters who previously never interacted were teamed up.
3: Mm
2: -hmm.
0: which was like holy crap this is a great team up
2: Mm
0: -hmm. and so overall it was a decent season that I felt this could have been the end of the show Mm -hmm. like the ending was like oh yeah that's a good ending Mm -hmm. you you didn't need to continue and then that's how we
1: felt at the end of season 1 I feel like they had more open ended questions at the end of season 2
0: I, I thought there was more open-ended in season one.
1: Because well, they, said, I feel like they created open-ended questions at the end of season one. That right. didn't have to exist.
0: Right. But, like, season one, you had, oh, he vomited a slug. That's not good. What's going to happen? That's, but, like, season two is like, okay, there's something more
1: with the the smoke monster. Not really. So it's like, we want to know more not about
0: really. it. really. Not really. It was just, the characters had a good time. The last thing you saw was like, oh, the smoke monster, it's in the uh, upside down, and it's not happy. You could have just ended right there. We didn't really need to care that he wasn't happy, you know? Him not being happy could have just been, you know. Alright, season three. Oh boy. Again, three stars. Okay. I'm very mixed with this season.
3: Okay.
0: Okay. Here's my review. A third mm-hmm. season that really jumped the shark. In their attempt at making the season bigger, things got weirder mm-hmm. and silly. <laughs> Suspicion of disbelief is thrown out the window. <laughs> um with the cast getting older, comes the teenage angst and stupidity. The writing became lazy as it made characters do stupid things in order to extend the runtime. The saving graces come in the form of the comedy and the next level VFX. The mystery was not as interesting and really dragged on in places. And it's, cons- I consider, the weakest season. Um, but yeah, no. When I think of this season, I just think of the VFX because they were. I was shocked At how good these things <laughs> were looking. Even though meat monster, I was. I was. It's a meat monster. What the mm-hmm. heck is this? How are characters surviving this? It's a freaking meat monster. They're so dumb. Hopper is hilarious, but... I love Hopper. He's... He in this season's like, screw the law. <laughs> I'm gonna do whatever it takes yeah. to do these weird things. Um,
1: sorry, maybe- one of my favorite Hopper moments is in season two when, when Mike and Elle are... No, my bad, it was season three. Mm. I'm so sorry. It was actually season three. When he had to have some talk or whatever. See. And he was just so happy. That was one of my favorite moments.
0: See, I didn't really like some of that because, again, the teenager stuff was just so dumb. Yeah, no, I I think... It it made me really dislike those characters. Like, doing those things. It's like, wow, I thought these characters were smart. Now they're doing dumb things. Dustin was... Dustin, you know.
1: Yeah. I think one of the biggest issues is the fact that and then and then when you enter season 4 now we have more characters. But each season adds a few more characters. And then now the writing starts to de- devote its time and energy to specific characters. Sure. And then other characters suffer. So right. like like Mike, I felt like his strongest season was the first season. Yeah. And then the other seasons.
0: Three is definitely his weakest because the season was more focused on Hopper and Dustin. Mm-hmm. And Steve. Who just. Steve...
1: shown in the season, I thought.
0: Yeah, Steve, like, I like him as the babysitter guy. Yes. Because he's so funny. Yes. But it's also, like, kind of weird
2: <laughs> how he's now only considered the babysitter guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Russians were in this season as well. Oh, yeah, the Russians.
0: They existed. <laughs> um, This season, let, let's see.
2: What was this season inspired by? The Blob. Um... The Thing. And Terminator.
1: I, so this, this is my thoughts about season two and three based on what you're saying. I think there's an element where season two was trying to be bigger than season one. I know. But it felt like... A re- it, it did. It felt like a season two. Sure. Season three, I think in some ways, did... Actually, did feel bigger. It felt more menacing at times.
0: Yeah. What? Like, so, what do we do to make this a stronger, bigger season? Like, oh, we we already did the the mine guy. Let's do him again with, with rats. <laughs> we need something I, else. Russians. I
1: think, I think there is also an element, though, where I also do agree with you. There is like a, a like a. Almost like a tonal shift in season three. And I think uh, what what you were saying about the characters that probably is a strong contributor, like how they're evolving, made the show evolve and gave the season a very different feel. Where right. it, it's like, it's, it's, it in some ways doesn't, it in some ways feels like a season three, because it's trying to find new footing, but mm-hmm. at the same time, doesn't feel like a season three because it almost feels like a different show. Sure, but in some ways, I did like a, the different feeling.
0: Like, I'm trying to imagine like what the heck is season four?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm really curious your thoughts on season four because right,
0: because like. How much more can they do? Because there's season five coming.
1: Season five will be the last season.
0: So. Yeah. So, like, what more can you do? Sure, the Upside Down is a big mystery.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think I want to really know much more about it. Just leave it be. I, um, I think...
1: I, I was... There were some choices in season four I was impressed with in terms of the mystery of the Upside Down.
0: Right.
1: Um, So that... Because I felt like season two and three... Season one introduces the concept. but Seasons two and three didn't necessarily... They were just like, oh, there's these weird things about the Upside Down, but didn't, like, reveal anything about the Upside Down.
3: Right.
1: Season four actually starts, too. And uh, the... There's one of the episodes, which is, like, a reveal episode, and that is honestly one of my favorite moments in the show. So, I'm really excited on your thoughts on that, but also, like, it is a weird season as well.
3: Right.
0: You were talking about gore.
1: Gore. As in, uh, that gore. Sorry. I almost thought about Thor for a moment. Mm. Thor gore. Um... I didn't
0: think they was that bad. Okay. Because, like, season three, I was like, holy crap.
1: Yeah. I mean, this there are definitely, obviously, moments. But it's not like Punisher. Not that I've seen Punisher, but I know but it's
0: not me like For me, I was more disturbed by the fact that you had a meat monster <laughs> with exploding rats. People were exploding as well. Mm-hmm. That thing's made up of bones and children hmm i like that to me that's more messed up than <laughs> getting shot in the face um
2: i guess the thing is like there wasn't so
1: even like in season two when bob got eaten by the dogs oh that was like vanilla but like uh what I'm saying like with that, it's not like, okay, the dogs pulled out the heart and then now we see these random like, you know, Deadpool uh is like uh jiggling with, you know,
0: remains. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um and then with season three, when said humans were and rats were exploding, they exploded into goblin vests. It's not like we saw like gory remains of Like, insides and blood. It was unrealistic enough for me to not feel grossed out. You know what I mean?
0: All right. But I was still disturbed. (laughs) Dang, I'm actually surprised it disturbed you more than it disturbed me. I mean, it's when you really think about it, it is so disturbing. When you do think about it, it is. But I guess it's the fact that it's like,
1: oh, it's not happening in my life, so not a big deal. All right.
0: Okay, and then
1: one weird thing about season three, like the ending, where Eleven all of a sudden is able to talk. (laughs) So she had that little Disney moment with Billy, as Billy was dying, and all of a sudden Eleven was kind of able to talk normally. That was like, you've never been able to talk this well before.
0: I didn't really think about that. Honestly, I didn't really care.
1: All right, so who are some of your favorite characters?
0: Besides Hopper?
1: Yes. You said you kind of like Steve, right? I but like it's... season two and three Steve. Yes, that makes sense.
0: Mm. Dustin, because he's like the most... I want to say... Uh, logical character of the group. Uh-huh. And like he's he's really kind of a peacemaker kind of guy. Uh-huh. He wants to just you know not get into much conflict. Uh-huh. He's a nerd. I uh-huh. can
2: appreciate that. Uh-huh. Um Robin kinda Cool. Yeah. Those are the main ones. Okay, so actually one thing with season two.
0: Mm.
1: That one-off episode.
0: Oh my gosh, yes. With the sister. Mm. I've been waiting for that girl to return. I'm like, you don't just show a character like that just once. Like, that character has to come back... Also, they mentioned in the episode that the
2: papa was still alive, but we haven't seen him yet. So either they to... forgot or they don't care. Um, I'll I'll, I'll wait. Okay. I'll see when I see.
0: Like the writer in me is like these characters have to come up again because they're they are very important yeah. to,
1: to,
2: to eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I'll keep my trap shut.
0: Yeah, good old Hopper in his Russian prison. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: so what? Okay, so mm-hmm.
2: would you have preferred they killed Hopper or? Kept him alive. See, the smart thing
0: is to keep Hopper alive. Right. Because, like, Hopper is part of the reason why you keep watching the show.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, killing him off makes sense logically with how that situation was.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm sure they'll have a stupid thing where it's
2: like, oh, he jumped into the thing. And ended up in Russia.
0: I have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. But Hopper being alive was really the only thing that I knew before watching the show. Because mm-hmm. people were like so excited that he was alive. Because <laughs> they teased it in the trailer, actually,
1: years mm-hmm. ago. I mean, they had that end credit scene where they did tease it. So like, it I mean, trailer only the tease is just
0: like, don't open, Americans, stay alive. But the main focus was on the Mm Demi-Gorgon. Yeah, so. Iron Fist.
3: I'm
1: sorry, like, I'm in, like, this moment. I'm just like, ugh! It's almost upsetting. It's like, oh, I can't talk about Thor. I can't talk about Stranger Things. (laughs)
0: just waiting Uh, for you. Here's the thing. That's how I feel a lot, most of the time. Oh, with you, oh. with like so many other things. It's like oh, so this is like your revenge or something, huh? It's like I can't talk to you about Doctor Who or half of Star Wars or The Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter <laughs> or.
1: But it's not like there's anything. My Little new Pony with, with Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings, right?
0: Or the Marvel shows or DC stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, you get to experience cool. what being a fan like with a friend who
2: hasn't seen it yet. Okay, then. I'm glad you enjoyed featuring them. This is the way
0: of life, Christopher. You are getting your toes wet.
2: This is what most people do with, actually. Christie John, Iron Fist. Proceed, Iron Fist.
0: I finished that because that was such a, oh, yes. that was such a, a hard time to watch. <laughs> um, okay, here's my official review.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: A poorly executed first season of a show with good potential. Uh, my rating was two and a half stars. The actually, I'm not going
1: to lie. Sorry, with Stranger Things, I actually thought you were going to give seasons two and three two and a half stars. So it's actually a surprise thing you gave see, them three.
0: Season three was almost two and a half. Okay. But it was, again, it was the comedy and VFX that really saved it.
1: Yeah, that's fair. All right. Continue. Okay.
0: The protagonist. Oh, is I'm
1: so it. sorry. One thought. One other thought. <laughs> but you were talking about, like, characters making dumb decisions. And then, it was so- mostly
0: Nancy, honestly. Okay, I love Nancy, though. I know, but <laughs> this season, like, she was like, oh, no, the monster's right there. I'm just going to stand here, <laughs> not run away. Oh, no, I'm in a room. I'm just going to stand against the wall while it comes towards me. There's a window right there. There's a door right there. Mm-hmm. But, oh, no, I'm just going to stand here.
1: Mm-hmm. I I do agree where it's like,
2: I, I think season four suffers more with like,
1: we we really went through all this. <laughs> so,
0: it's really just like those tropes—the
3: mm-hmm.
0: lazy writing trope is just like, like in Doctor Strange when they're running away from Wanda, but they shut a door and they just stop for some reason.
1: Well, if that was to do with Sam Raimi, to-
0: right? But then, like uh, American Chavez, when they're told. She's coming through reflections. She stops mm-hmm. to look at a puddle. Oh my gosh! Like that type of writing, that's what okay. I've been seeing. That's but it. Okay, anyways. so
1: actually, what I meant is like a storyline that feels unnecessary.
0: You know what I mean? Um, Billy and the
1: mom. Billy and the mob. And the mom.
0: Mom. Yep. Oh my gosh. Like here's the thing, that was a that was kind of a funny joke in the second season, but yes. when they continued it, I'm like, oh, now it's getting uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. See, like that's like, un, like we really have to sit through that. You know what I mean? I know. So yeah, those.
0: Uh... Season three, I was like less inclined to watch the next episode as I was mm-hmm. the last two seasons.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It took me a bit. I was like, I had to watch it. You know? <laughs> All right, I It was yeah. The protagonist is not interesting and is, quite frankly, an emotional idiot. <laughs> Honestly, that's that's the character right there. The side characters are more interesting but sometimes get pulled into bad writing. While there are several fights in the show, they're killed in the editing. Hmm. Which is something that you more so noticed upon a rewatch.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, the protagonist never uses their abilities when they should. When they should. That's lame. See, so it's like there is more of the moon knight in Moon Knight than there is the iron fist in this show about the iron fist.
1: Yo, especially considering that's his freaking hand, you'd
0: think he would use it more. I know. So like, here's, here's the thing. Let me finish this thing. The show is clearly rushed in order to get to the Defenders. While the show may be tolerable for an initial first viewing, it is a dreadful rewatch. (laughs) Part of it is, like, I know the character from cartoons and other stuff. I know what his full potential is. And so seeing this character never use his abilities, it's like. It's like watching Spider Man or Wolverine never using their webs or their claws. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's kind of how it is. And, and that, those
1: are the first things to turn to.
0: Um, yeah. That like was, what, what's a Wolverine fight if he
1: doesn't pull out his claws?
0: Yeah, what is it? It's like Iron Fist. Oh no, I guess I gotta end this fight. Turns on the fist. For like two seconds for the final thing. Ends the fight, right there. And in-universe, they talk about the fire Iron Fist. It's like, ah, this Iron Fist is this legendary warrior. There's this footage from the 40s with Iron Fist. He's, both of his hands are glowing. And he's such a competent warrior. <laughs> and he's in the costume as well. Our, we, then we have our normal guy. He never uses it. He's never in costume. All right. I did a rewatch of Young Justice season two, which was a slow rewatch that I've been doing for months. I'll skip that because that's. My roommate is
1: just cool. starting to watch him too. Young Justice.
0: Cool. It's a good show, but again, because it got canceled. Uh, and then rebrought back. It's just not yeah. been, you know, it's not been the same. Yeah. Then I got to the Defenders. Yay! Honestly, this was just so refreshing after Iron Fist. <laughs> like, I was binging it. I was, like, excited to watch the next episode. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this was three and a half stars.
1: Iron Fist got what?
0: Iron Fist was two and a half. Okay. Okay. So the Defenders, a cool mini series with its ups and downs. Seeing the Netflix Marvel characters come together was lots of fun to watch. After seeing the five seasons of build up, the different lighting that represented the characters was well placed. And the writing for the characters was diverse and on point, so each character had like a different color to represent them, Mm -hmm. and was really cool. Was like the different lighting and how it changed to represent those characters, and like when they came together, you could see like spots of those colors all around. It was Mm -hmm. really cool to see. Okay, the different ways they transitioned from one show to another was also pretty cool because tonally they're different shows, and they Mm -hmm. for the most part match that. (laughs) <laughs> the weakest part of the show was Iron Fist <laughs> with his editing style what and, and the final payoff because Iron Fist's editing style was bad and for like for this like the, I believe they combine editors to like do stuff and so whenever the Iron Fist people did their stuff it was not great That's crazy. And yeah, like, the final payoff of Iron Fist was just weak. Mm -hmm. Weak. The show builds up to a cool... The show built up a cool mystery that wasn't as well... Sorry, the five seasons of shows. They built up to a cool mystery that wasn't as well revealed here. Again, because they were rushing. Yeah. The final confront the final confrontation was lackluster compared to the first half of the season. Yeah, um, but yeah the first half was greatly built up, and then slowly they just began to like. <sighs> it was clear that they were struggling to figure out what what to do, like towards the end. Okay. <laughs> The music built up to the final battle pretty well. It was good. But, of course, when they started fighting. But was replaced by a weak rap song. And poor audio mixing during the battle. Like, this was, this was something that I had noticed like when I first watched the show back then.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It was like, the rap song was just bad. And was like only represented one of the characters.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And it was like, the audio mixing was just so bad. Like, it was laughable. <laughs> like, it's hard for me to explain. Like, you'd have to watch that fight scene to, like, you could tell it's like, oh, mm-hmm. something's not right here. It's, it's silly. Okay. Overall, this show was cool to bring these characters together and finished storylines that were three years in the making. However, I also struggled to juggle the different show plots, characters, and styles for a satisfying conclusion.
2: I still really enjoyed it. It's an eight-episode show. It's an easy rewatch. But, yeah. Uh one of the things that I didn't write there that
0: I didn't actually write, but were my thoughts. Where I love the way that the characters came together mm-hmm. how they first met each other. Cause it was just natural.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: They bumped into each other following the same mystery, mm-hmm. which is really how the show, superhero stuff should happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really how the Justice League movie should have been
3: mm-hmm.
0: avengers i could I could let them group up fine, sure, but here I really liked how they met up by accident, mm-hmm. and I felt like their um their struggles were very natural to the characters mm-hmm. It made sense whereas i Again, the Avengers struggles were a little bit more forced to Mm -hmm. run time. Okay, speaking of Jessica Jones. Cool.
1: They changed the name part in the show. They did what? Yeah. To its original title, or the title they were planning to use, a.k.a. Jessica Jones.
0: Well, uh, that was kind of always the case, wasn't it? No, it was just Jessica Jones, wasn't it? Yes and no. Like, officially, it is called Jessica Jones, but like, I do believe the logo had AKA Jessica Jones at one point.
2: From what I mean, I'm it's- seeing, that that's what they changed uh, the title cards
1: on Disney Plus to be.
0: And that's fine. Each episode title always had aka this thing. Yeah. So it's it's not an issue.
2: I thought it was interesting.
0: Is it yeah, it's interesting. Okay. So then the Punisher. Oh the Punisher.
1: Your favorite. Grandma walking and you watching
0: it? No. No. No, I, I stay in the basement, in a secluded area. <laughs> It's really great. Okay. Punisher. I had uh, four and a half stars. Because it's not quite five.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Here's my review. A fantastic first season. This show is a great commentary about PTSD and how different people deal with it. John Bernthal gives a amazing performance that ties up the story of his revenge and that's what i wrote um yeah no i i do really like the show mm-hmm.
1: so did his dog guy
0: no <laughs> No, his dog did not die. Okay, good. Just, just, just checking on them. Sure. No, but yeah, Punisher. Again, it's like Daredevil. I just really like watching the show.
2: Mm-hmm. So you, you, you did
1: say you preferred the Netflix UI over the Disney Place UI, correct?
0: Um, the yeah, the basic UI for Netflix. So
1: how have you been? I mean, it's not a major deal, but how's that been, just, like, going through these shows with a
2: different aesthetic, essentially?
0: Um, I mean, it hasn't been too difficult, too different.
2: Um. Part of it, of course, is, like, Disney Plus still
0: isn't 100% on their subtitles. Hmm. (laughs) Because Defenders had moments, again, where characters were speaking a different language, but it wasn't properly Mm -hmm. being titled so you know that that is what it is Mm -hmm. but yeah so far it's been fine it's pretty much the same Mm
1: -hmm. cool so did you watch anything after
0: so after Punisher well, I'm, it's what I'm currently watching, um, Wolverine and the X Men. I watched a few episodes just driving back, mm-hmm. you know, to take time during the drive. So they are watching that. It, it's fine. Is this your first time watching it? Yeah, first time watching it. And what year is this? <sighs> what year is it? I, I want to say it's two thousand eight. Let me look at it real quick. It's like it's later to it's later two thousand. It's two thousand nine. Okay. So right before Disney
2: bought the animation marvel. Gotcha. Yeah. Overall it's it's fine. Okay. Like, it's still
0: early stages, so it's not going crazy yet, but... Right. It's getting there. Um, What was that one character that we didn't like from the animated series? Max? I
2: don't remember.
0: There's that green guy who had his reality TV show, like, kidnapping... I know X-Men. who
1: you're referring to, though. I don't remember the name.
0: So... He's in the show.
1: Oh, my gosh. Like, a supporting character, essentially?
0: They're building up a storyline with him. Oh, no. Like, here's the thing. He's not as bad. Good, but still. But still, like, when I saw him, I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're doing this guy? And I was also like, really? When they're, like, building up a future episode, which I haven't seen yet.
3: hmm I'm
0: like, oh no. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it'll be interesting.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But that was the TV shows. Oh. So you watch movies as well. There's a lot of movies I've seen. Oh my gosh, John. First on the list, The New Mutants. Is your first time finally watching it? First time finally watching it. Yes! It was, le- it was leaving HBO Max, so I had to... Stop. Yes! First time finally watching it. Okay. I gave it two and a half stars. You actually gave it two and a half stars. Here's what I have to say about it. Okay. do well, you? Yeah. This felt like it would be a pretty good TV pilot. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, here's the thing this could actually have been a good movie if what we got the whole film
3: mm-hmm.
0: was just the opening act of the film, and the rest of it was our characters surviving the world.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, it, it, it did have an, an interesting start that slowly just lost interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the film started, and I'm like, huh, this is kind of interesting.
2: I don't know what Christopher's talking about. And then the film kept going, and it's like, hmm. Like, what I'm saying is not terrible, but, like, there's not much here.
0: I... And then the film ends, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh.
2: Well, that's a shame. I i saw more potential in morbius
1: while watching it okay and this but now that you say this being a tv show that actually this actually could have been a decent tv show
0: like honestly i felt like it feels like a tv show (laughs) just like especially when you have five main characters essentially it does it does feel like it should be a tv show like the opening like is really just they get out of the lab and the rest of the show is like they learn to become normal people surviving wherever they are
3: yeah.
1: I hated how they reused footage from Logan
0: I know cuz it's it's so confusing now So the I time- te-
1: technically
2: I think this happens before Logan No what now? Like it doesn't really fit the
0: timeline at all.
1: It, I mean, when did X Men really do? But I
3: think Wait, what this, I was this seeing... one just
0: like gave up, <laughs> like with Dark Phoenix, Dark Phoenix, where it's like this is again. This was supposed to be the sequel to Logan, actually.
1: Wait, really? It, it was. That was their plan. But this has nothing sequel worthy of Logan.
0: Yeah, like besides using the footage, to explain, like, this is where you'll go. It's just, Logan sets up that there are no naturally born mutants. Mm -hmm. And yet, here they are. But they're talking, like, about the X-Men as if they're still alive when they've been dead for ten
2: years. Which arguably makes this before Logan. But then, of course,
0: you have the Logan footage because they're lazy, which, like, honestly, it just, it just doesn't work either way.
1: Yeah, yeah. Anyways, screw it. It doesn't matter when this yeah. is on the timeline. No.
0: Like it, it was. A, it's kind of disappointing because like it's a the, mess. There, it's a mess. Like there is some good stuff in here, but then it just like.
1: I mean, I didn't think so, but <laughs> but
0: good enough. Good potential, is what I mean.
1: I mean, if we repurpose it into a TV show, I can see that. But as is, like, really... Like, this was, like, the most unmovie movie I've i have ever I know, seen.
0: Which is why I was saying, like... Honestly, this felt like it should have been the opening act of a story.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, of course, part of it was... um Issues, because Disney bought Fox, and so then they had trouble just like doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was that. But then I watched the Green Hornet.
1: Is that a DC movie?
0: Mm, no, it's not. Never heard of this. It's it's, it's a superhero movie. Um, It came out in 2011. I I saw it when it first came out.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, But it's a very forgettable movie. (laughs) After your first viewing.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. I remember it more. But no, The Green Hornet was actually like a radio drama back in the 40s and such. That was turned into a TV show in the 60s. Alongside the 60s Batman. They did have a crossover episode. But Green Hornet is not d c
2: because back then they didn't have a fully established
0: uh, legal thing mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. so: mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this film is it's interesting. I give it three stars. Are does it star people I would know? uh see, I don't know. Seth Rogen.
1: I've heard the name.
0: Yeah, Seth Rogen is the star.
1: He's so a... it's like a comedy.
0: It is a comedy.
1: Because Seth Rogen equals comedy.
0: It is a comedy. It shouldn't have been.
1: It doesn't sound like it should be.
0: Here's the thing. because Green Hornet was... <laughs> here's what I wrote. Yeah, because Green Hornet was like, is not a comedy, the original stuff. And then they turned it into a comedy. I'm like, wow, this is kinda nothing like what the characters was. Okay. Besides being a poorly perceived version of the Green Hornet, this film is actually a good concept
2: about becoming a super what? Is is actually a good concept a good concept about
0: becoming a superhero for all the wrong reasons. Except that's not the story of the film. Like, that just happens. And the character never learns that lesson. Um, the villain is unique. And should have had more screen time. Hmm. No, because the villain is... It is a unique villain. Amazing. Like, three stars. Three stars. Because the villain is like... This guy who wants to be scary. Mm-hmm. And he's self-conscious about that. He's like, am I?" he's like, am I scary enough? It's like, no, you need a better name. You need a better like look and stuff. He's like, oh, okay. And then he just does all this stuff to make himself look more of a villain. Okay. Uh so the sidekick is called Kato. In the 60s sh- show, he was played by Bruce Lee. Huh. Mm. So the Kato action scenes are really the saving graces of the weak plot. They are fantastic action scenes. Like they're so cool. They're so uniquely filmed and edited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the film ends, and our protagonists don't learn the lessons that they should have. There's plenty of fun in this
2: film but it doesn't do much to the Green Hornet character. Mm -hmm. I think the film would work better nowadays
0: versus back then. Because now that we have so many superhero films, Mm. if they did this, it would have been good. It would have been unique.
2: So it's a little too ahead of its time.
0: Yes. Yes and no. Part of it... If if
1: this was done in a modern context.
0: Right. So, like, the comedy of how they warped the Green Hornet is, like, exactly of its time. But, like, the idea is ahead of its time. Gotcha. That the writers didn't even think about their idea. of He became the hero for all the wrong reasons, which is a lesson that should have been learned. Mm -hmm. But it's not. Okay. Then I watched Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. Sorry, what?
1: Superman 4. When did this release? 1987.
0: Okay. This is, this is regarded as the worst Superman movie ever. Okay. And... One of the worst movies ever. It's, it's actually really bad. Um,
1: Even worse than Man of Steel?
0: Oh, heck yes. <laughs> it's so bad. Like, rewatching it, watching this film is difficult. I gave it 2 stars.
1: <laughs> Still gave it 2 stars.
0: Here here's why. In this tragedy of a film there was the potential for the best Superman story to be told. Cuz it really it really is. Mm-hmm. Cuz the film starts with the idea of like cuz it comes it comes out during the time of the Cold War. Mm-hmm. And like nuclear Stuff is going on. People are scared. And so a little boy writes a letter to Superman saying, like, Superman, you could end this thing if you wanted to.
3: Mm.
0: Which gives Superman the idea to have a quest of peace by getting rid of the world's nuclear power. But then the film focuses on something else. Which which kind of relates because they wanted him to have a villain to fight. But like it should have been the movie should have focused on Superman's quest for peace and mm-hmm. how his actions to intervene affected the world.
3: Mm.
0: Um instead half the That film, would be like such an
1: interesting like character study of like I know he's his own enemy almost. Because he
3: can't
2: do it right.
0: I know. Like it was such a good it's such a good idea. But instead half the film was a romantic subplot. Oh. That went nowhere actually, because nothing ended up happening with that. And a lame villain to give us some action. My final line here is someone should take this initial story concept and make a better film
2: today. Like, they really should reuse this mm-hmm. idea. Because it's such a good idea. Mm-hmm.
0: And I believe the idea was like Christopher Reeve, the actor. That was his idea as well, I believe. But yeah,
2: That's no, rough. the VFX
0: were rough in this film compared to all the others. It's really bad. <laughs> That's so sad. It's such a shame.
2: It's such a shame. Really is All right, what else did you watch, John?
0: <laughs> Next thing is: it's an anime movie called "A Whisker Away." John, I thought you were done with anime. I' with that. I'm done with anime. This is a movie. There's, <laughs> they're different kind of.
3: okay.
0: They, they are presented differently. Okay. Anime movies are more designed to be more slice of life with some mystical stuff happening. Okay, so the basic idea is this girl has a crush and she wants the guy to notice her, so she turns herself into a cat. Sorry, what to feel loved I mean, by him?
1: That sounds like an anime, it does, but at the same time, like it, it's always. Interesting, like you hear these weird concepts, no, at first you're just like, "What?" But like, oh right, it's interesting.
0: <laughs> right. So I gave this three and a half stars because it's not a terrible film. It's it's. Um, so, here's I so like, it, it, it's a decent thing. It's it's a decent film, but it's also like th- this film combines the plots of two other films which are Studio Ghibli films, which are semi-anime films. And they're called Whisper of the Heart and The Cat Returns. And, like, they they just combine those two plots exactly.
3: Hmm.
0: Um, I enjoy those films. That, so, like, mm-hmm. seeing this, I was like, huh. That's interesting.
1: That, honestly, is a really interesting concept for a movie. It is. I um, just, I don't know how, uh, like... Uh, Like, the idea, I don't know. It sounds more like a TV episode, but still.
0: Right. So, these two movies are combined to make this sweet film about accepting that you don't need a change to find happiness. The plot is very simple and predictable. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Because it's, you know, it's your average a romantic movie and like Mm -hmm. accepting the stuff. But Mm -hmm. it's still a fun watch. Cool. Cool. So for 4th of July...
1: Oh, you you did something special for the 4th of July?
0: (laughs) I watched National Treasure. (laughs) Rewatch, actually. I watched this a lot as a kid.
1: Okay. I still have yet to watch that movie. It's on my list.
0: Right. Right. I gave it 3 stars. Mainly because like it because it's aged. And like here's what I wrote. A fun treasure adventure movie that carries similar tropes or the beginning of the tropes that will later be prevalent and done so much better in the unfun, in the uncharted franchise of games. Hmm. This film is good, but it serves as a ground plan for better stories,
3: Mm.
0: which is a shame because I enjoyed this. Mm -hmm. And now, like thinking how it compares to like the Uncharted stuff, it's like those films like they're very similar in ideas, except Uncharted takes a step to a better direction.
3: Mm.
0: Like this is very vanilla. (laughs) It's it's fun, Mm
3: -hmm.
0: but like again. Basic. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: After years of the initial ideas from the stuff being done better, it's like, oh well, it's not really that.
1: So if that was the fourth of July, and today is July eleventh. Yes.
0: How many more did you watch? Six. Oh my gosh. I watched a lot, you know. (laughs) Being stuck to your grandparents, you, you gotta do something. So I watched. All right, it. What else did you watch, John? All right, Spy Kids. I've heard of it. You know, I watched this a lot as a kid, like okay. a lot, a lot. It's it is a kids family movie.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So <laughs> it's a fun family film that perfectly captures what being a spy is like in the imagination of children.
3: Mm.
0: The style complements the filmmaking. While this isn't the best in cinema, it's still a fun series. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no. Like, uh, the director made this intentionally for kids, for the family. And I think, like, the vision of just how... Cool spy stuff is mm-hmm. for kids. Like this is what kids think spy stuff is, and they really, mm. they really nail it. Yeah. And like, I really loved this this as a kid. Yeah. It's, it's not aged well, <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
0: but it's it's a, it's a good family film. Mm-hmm. This was in two thousand one, by the way. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> So, another anime movie called Fireworks. Did
1: it feature a Japanese cover of Katy Perry's Firework? No. Missed opportunity.
0: Yeah, this is two and a half stars. Oh, boy. (laughs) A film that had an intriguing premise but didn't seem to know what
2: to do with it. So the premise is, uh, this guy likes this girl. Mm-hmm. They, they go
0: on a date, but things mess up. Yeah. So then he, so for, son, for reasons of reasons, he has an object which he wishes, and he travels back in time and changes a moment so things turn out differently. It's just, it, which is an interesting idea, but then mm-hmm. like they didn't really know what to do with it. for For the most part, the film is alright. The animation and music is nice, mm-hmm. but the story didn't seem to have a conclusion. <laughs> like it's, it's really weird. The ending is so weird because <laughs> uh, part of it is like, after like redoing things, he starts to notice that his world is not correct because physics don't work the way that they should so their fireworks don't look the way that they should so he's really doing things to try and get the fireworks to work and
2: so that his relationship with this girl turns out but then the film ends in
0: the most weird spot where there should have been five or ten more minutes (laughs) And it's so confusing. So confusing. confusing. It ends before anything is resolved. (laughs) Because, like... You have to deal... Because, like, they ran away... Mm -hmm. From their parents. His relationship with his best friend is ruined. Because his best friend liked the girl as well. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And then the film ends ends um, before anything resolve and is confusing on the implications. Because I don't know what it really meant. Mm-hmm. And there should have
2: been a third act to bring things full circle. Like, I had to read the reviews
0: for this film. <laughs> because, like, I, I still had to, like, figure it out. But here's... <laughs> There was this one review that, like, stylized it after um, uh, Rick and Morty that I think summed up the film pretty much. It's like, "Mm, Morty, this is a parallel universe where everything's exactly the same, but the fireworks here explode differently. You understand what I'm saying? If you view the firework from the right angle, it looks like a disc. Uh, Gunpowder works differently here. These dimensions uh, physicists have been stumped for years. Uh, oh, jeez, why would you bring me to such a place like this? But then the episode ends and I never find out why. That's, <laughs> that's exactly how it is. Okay. So then I watched the Worst World movie. It came out in 1973. Um, Three stars.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a film with an interesting concept. Um, but then the TV show happens, and it's just better. The TV show has more memorable characters and emotions, but again, the sh-
2: the story in this film is so much simpler.
0: Then I watched Spy Kids two,
2: and I bet you had a time of your life.
0: This was was my favorite of the series. Oh, really? Okay. Mm -hmm. I think it's better, but I still give it three stars. Mm -hmm. Uh This came out in 2002. Spy Kids 2 The Island of Lost Dreams. A fun sequel to the Spy Kid genre. The stakes are upped, and the budget is bigger. It did look bigger. It's still a fun watch for the family, even if it's a little outdated. (laughs) The concept of combining Jurassic Park with spies (laughs) and Clash of the Titans is
2: entertaining. (laughs) That's that. that. Speaking
1: of Jurassic World... I've not seen it yet. Are you... But you're going to see it when it hits digital or streaming? Uh, Dollar Theater. Dollar Theater. Copy. All right. Yeah.
2: Proceed.
0: I'm going to do, do that. Okay. Then the last anime movie that I saw
2: was Weathering With You. I give this four stars.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's really good.
0: And I it was a really short review. It's a well-made teenage romance film that slowly becomes a natural disaster story with a bittersweet ending. Which is... This film is long. It's an hour and 40 minutes. And, like, the story got to a point where it's like, ah, oh, okay, this should be ending soon. And then I checked the time. It's like, what? There's an hour left? Like, what more could happen? But like, the, the film starts with this kid running away, and making, him, making his, I don't know, new life in Tokyo that, slow, that turns into a teenage romance when it meets a girl who can change the weather by making it sunny instead of raining.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Then it becomes a disaster movie where we find out that the girl has to sacrifice herself so that the rain doesn't destroy everything. Which she does. And then he's like, no, I love her. So he has to rescue her. And he does. But then Tokyo is destroyed. <laughs> but they're happy at the end. <laughs> so, so it was a bittersweet ending. <laughs> like, there were consequences in this film. That's funnier than it should have been. Right. But I really enjoyed it. <laughs> so... I was surprised. It was uh, pleasantly surprised. Alright, and then the last movie I watched was Spy Kids 3D. Game over. Two stars. <laughs> um, this film was so much better as a kid. Because...
1: You weren't critical.
0: I wasn't critical, and plus... It's more of a kids' film. This one is much more of a kids' film than the other two. Here's what I wrote. The questionable conclusion of the original Spy Kids trilogy. This film doesn't have a great plot or even challenging for the characters to learn. Or even a challenge for the characters to learn. It's just... just, The plot happens. And the characters go from one place to another without a logical... (laughs) I don't know. It just happens. Most of the film focused on making it look like your typical early 2000s video game. It surprisingly achieves that goal. Because the idea is there's a new VR game, and so the kids go into the game. But I think they did a really good job at Mm -hmm. selling the early 2000s game mechanic stuff. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) This film was meant to be viewed in 3D mm. and is actually immersive when done so. Because I saw this in theaters in 3D. This is the first 3D movie that I had seen.
3: Mm.
0: And so far it's the best one to do 3D.
3: Because
0: mm. like you're in the film um, and it's not 3D for the entire film. It starts out in 2D and then when the characters put on the VR goggles you mm-hmm. put on your glasses.
3: Mm.
0: And when they take it off, you take it off.
3: <laughs> and when they so, put it back
0: on, you put it back on. And it's like, cool. So what year was this? 2003. But I think in Paraguay they came out later, maybe. Okay. Anyway, you know, I, I, when I got this on DVD, it did come with 3D glasses, which was really Ooh. cool. I missed those. But like on streaming and such, you don't get 3D. So it's in 2D, and sadly, most ways to view the film is in 2D and does not help it, because it's such a 3D movie,
2: mm. which is a shame. And that was my watching for the past <laughs> week.
0: Week and a half. Two weeks, actually. because Two weeks. Two weeks, because we were doing our stuff.
1: Yeah, we had
0: stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, it's tough to do. I talked a lot. You did, but it's okay. I so didn't yeah, have a lot. Like to talk I about didn't. It I didn't talk at all during this past week.
1: So you you had to get it out
0: somehow, sometime, I, somewhere. See, because like most of the time I'm in the basement watching stuff, so I'm never talking. Mm-hmm. Even when I'm with the family, like they're talking, I'm just sitting there listening. Yeah,
2: like a so little like,
0: boy. So I don't talk, and like my throat has to catch up with that. (laughs) Because whenever I did try to talk, it was low, I had to clear my throat, it wasn't... Mm. uh, giving up the proper sounds and breath that it needed. Stupid throat. So I wasn't very articulate. Mm -hmm. So it was... uh, It was a time. But
1: now you were able to talk.
0: I was able to talk.
2: Good. So... What's next with the Marvel shows?
0: Um, Next is season two of Jessica Jones. I've not started yet. Mm -hmm. Because I had just finished Punisher. Like yesterday. Mm -hmm. I just finished it. And then, then you get Jessica Jones. Then season two of Luke Cage. Then Iron Fist. And then Daredevil.
1: Which is better, season two or three of Daredevil?
0: Can you repeat that again?
1: Which is better, season two or three of Daredevil?
0: Uh, well, I'm going to have to rewatch season three. I know. But I think season three as a whole is a better story mm. that's more complete than season two was. Mm. But I like season two. Mm-hmm. At least the first half. More. How many stars did you get that? Three and a half? What? Season two? Yeah. Four stars. Four stars. Uh, my my guess is that season three is going to be four and a half. Mm-hmm. So. Um, anyway, we did have the epic opera. Mixtape. Yes. Um, you, you've been saying that it's, you don't really have much to say more. Yeah,
1: more. I haven't been able, like, to really, like, for, first off, I'll just say, um, I know it was my idea to listen to music, but I guess I didn't expect to <laughs> get be giving such, like,
2: detailed information, I guess. Okay. Um, but yeah no, but I like it it's really i I do enjoy like
1: because music is what I enjoy mm-hmm. it's nice for me to kind of tap into that side of you right. and hear what you do enjoy, so which I haven't enjoyed, but again, the epic opera probably one of my favorite playlists you have made cool, um because it just has it's not like as big and bump blastic as like the battle mix there are, you know uh obviously opera beautiful um you know more moody or sounds song,
0: more vocals with more vocals. the uh instrumental
1: mm-hmm. but yeah it's just it just like has more of that brooding feel
0: and more of heightened emotion and yeah action i i suppose
1: i really like like it is really fun like. Listen. Um, yeah, I've, I've mentioned like standout tracks last week. This time, I, it was I'll, I put more in background, but right. Um, yeah, no, I I do. Um, it, it's nice to like hear what you actually like to listen to, and like this is honestly like I really enjoyed listening to this. So
0: um, so let's just go th- let's just go through this song by song. Yeah. So we we'll start off with "Duel of the Fates," which um, is the music played for the fight with Darth Maul at the end of Episode One, which is the double-bladed lightsaber guy.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: For you, um, this one, this one song is like most Star Wars fans consider like the best piece of Star Wars music. Interesting. Um, I say so when it's done with what's shown on screen versus listening it to by itself. Because mm. I like it by itself, but I, it works better when it's with something.
1: Yes, John. Yes. Do you have... No, I don't really... Uh, unless I was to preview the track
2: right now, but you want me to? Um, if, you wanna a, give your, if you want to give yourself like a couple seconds okay.
0: of just reminding you what the track was like.
1: There's a few tracks like looking at them. I definitely remember and I could say something, but just a hot second.
0: Let me write
2: this down. The timestamp down. Really? Sorry. I think partially the fact that you
1: Put down a timestamp, but then also like some things are messing up on my end. <laughs> I'm like, let me let me make this easier and it and it started making it harder for me. Like that's not cool, that's not fun. All right, jumping back in. Like it, it's fine. Like uh, I obviously like the the opera aspect, but it's obviously like more of the second half where it kind of like picks up in this coolish. But it's not like oh right. my gosh, I love this.
0: Sure, and plus, I think when we watched it, you the music especially you couldn't quite as hear as much as you normally would. That's just my rant of your system. <sighs> this is just my rant. Anyway, next up, next up Next step. We had My Hero Academia. This is two songs that they put in one video. It Was all for one and the power for all for one.
1: I was. I really enjoyed like the 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 power of all for one. It was you know just like I feel like one of the more unique aspects during the. Yeah, that's
0: of- that was the one that I liked the most. Yeah, I remember the most from the show because it's the villain song, and it just sounds so menacing. Which I wish they used a lot. Any uh, other thoughts on that? No. All right. Then we had Konosuba Explosion. This one is. This is this is interesting. Because the song itself is actually a joke in the show,
1: oh
3: is it?
0: Because it's tied to a character who is just who's smaller and kind of unintimidating, but they have like one of the most powerful <laughs> um weapons, and this song plays when they start igniting their weapon. And it's just so hilarious to me. Um, Plus, it's a cool sounding song to me.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I almost
1: hear almost like more plastic elements of like soundtrack scoring in this track. Sure. I find it interesting.
0: Yeah. So, of course, without the context of some of these songs, they don't always just nail itself. But this was one that I enjoyed because of the context. And the next song, of course, is "Valer de Chim" from Doctor Who. Most Doctor Who fans would know this song, Um, and it's it's a song that's sung uh, during the death of a character. Hmm. And it's it's such an emotional scene. I, it's one of my favorite scenes to watch. Of course, most fans would say this too. Because it's, it's very emotional. It's well mm-hmm. done. It's, it's a tribute to the character, and then moving on, it's it builds up really well to its final moment.
1: Yeah. Like, revealing, in fact, like, now knowing history, like, it has like that sound, but without knowing it. I mean, it, it's good, but it's not like, oh my gosh, I love this. This is amazing. There's no, even just musically, there's nothing that like pulls anything out of me.
0: Right. And of course, it's, it's one of those things that's, of course, much of the stuff is just better when watching it in mm-hmm. context. So. But this is just one that I think of my most uh, the most memorable moments of the show, of course. Um, and the next song is from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood called "To Be King." It's a chanting like "who who" that builds up to this thing. Um, I'm trying to remember where it is in the show cuz like a lot of the sh- music shows is just replaying moments. Mm-hmm. This one is specifically around a character whose goal in the show is to become the king. And this plays when he's like giving his motivational speech mm-hmm. which happens every 5 minutes in anime. They have their speeches and their emotional it's like epic music and whatnot. But this is for that character
2: Yeah, um, uh, it has a fun
1: drive to it, but it also almost feels like an intermission in this playlist to a degree. Intermission? that As in, like, you know, it, because most of these songs are more brooding, so this one has more of, like, a different
2: air to it, you know what I mean? I
0: guess so, Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Like commercial break. Which is good to have. And then the next song is Fear Within, which is from Batman Arkham Knight. This is a song that plays whenever Batman is on a stealth uh, mission, which is, I think the song works better in the game than just listening to it by itself because i don't love it by itself mm-hmm. but there's parts that i do like
1: like that's a lot of this playlist i feel like it's like it's solid background music nothing against it it's just like but just like works really well like in the background like this one is definitely
0: made for the background of course mm-hmm. i mean they're all are but like those more so affect moments where this was
2: designed to be replayed during certain game elements. Yeah, so, like, it, it's not a bad track, it, mm. but, like, it, it fits with the general vibe of the playlist.
0: Yes. Um, and then the next song is from the anime Death Note, called "Law of Solipsism. Um, this song is
2: played during our main character's murder spree. Which is... Presented epically. Kind okay, of sounds like
1: uh, a character running around in the city in like the 40s, almost at the beginning of it.
0: Sure. I guess so. Uh, but no, the basic idea of this show just to give you some context is that you have a notebook and if you write someone's name in the notebook they die so the murder spree is they're just writing a bunch of names and you cut to all these different things so it's it's such a weird epic song to play and your character's just writing Uh but they do it so well And then I guess we move on to God of War. Which is, which is video-
1: honestly one of my favorites.
0: Okay. Uh, it's from the video game God of War. It's Bear McCreary, McCreary, who did the Godzilla soundtrack from the, one of the playlists. Um, he also does the music for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Which, there's a moment in this song... Where I almost think they're about to play the theme to Agent of the Sealed. Where it's like, is that, is that, oh, it was almost that moment. But yeah, this one it's cool. It's Viking ish. Mm-hmm. It's the theme of the character of the God of War. Um, I do think the song is a little bit too long, but it's still good. It
1: has like a very big anthemic sound that's, that's nice and slow but it's big and brooding mm. and while the vocals do take more of the forefront the music helps support
0: it yes a good composer um, then we have Casa Doom which is from Fellowship of the Rings of Lord of the Rings it's 8 minutes, for me it's too long but of course this is meant to be watched with a film
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it was also a track I enjoyed uh, Obviously only listened to it twice So it's not like I've been able to like fully digest every moment um, But it's uh, I, I really enjoy listening to it There's a moment that reminds me of something A score which I can't put my finger down But honestly it might have been from the Vikings Lord of the, the Beans But I don't remember mm-hmm. or know for sure but yeah, it, it was also one of my favorites on this playlist.
0: Cool. I was worried about that one. The next song is Breath of the Twins and Padme's Destiny from Revenge of the Sith. Um, which is, of course, Padme's death and Anakin's turning to Darth Vader.
2: Yes. Very the, emotional. Very...
1: I uh, uh, like the only song on the playlist where I... Really had like um context, um, or at least context I remembered. So I really, really, really
0: like that track, right? Um, the next song is uh, Lapis Philosophorum from a former alchemist brotherhood. Um, it's a music. It's one, of the, it's one of the themes that replays in different styles whenever the characters have to contemplate death and the meaning of a soul in life, mm. which I like. It's one of the songs that I hear remind that I think of the most from the show.
1: It almost sounds like like when you're in like an opera house. Yeah. That's almost kinda of what it sounds like. But I will say like it there's not like a lot about the song that makes me go like, oh my gosh, I love
0: this. Of course. But again Context helps.
1: Context would help.
0: Which leads us to the last two, which are both from Return of the King, Lord of the Rings. Yes. It's Mount Doom and the Crack of Doom. These songs, they go back and back to back.
1: Oh, they
3: do.
0: They do. I like, I was originally just ending the playlist with Mount Doom, but I felt like it needed something more. So then I got to the Crack of Doom. I was like, ah, yes, the next song. That works better. Yeah. Yeah. This is the song. These are the two songs that are like the final, final climax of the film. Where, like, everything is, it hangs in this point. It could go bad, it could go good, and the music just goes to the most extreme that it can and, like, gives me chills just listening to the Mount Doom. I I love it.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. I really love the the shift in that, like, it's the shift uh, that really. Almost like in that My Hero Academia video where there is, like, a shift. And but, like mm-hmm. it's, it has that similar vibe, and I just I just love that, that second part so much.
0: Yeah, it's the second part of the Mount Doom that really sells it for me, but the first part building up to it really helps. And then Crack of Doom is like, yay, mm-hmm. the resolution mm-hmm. is happening. We are we are uh, doing Triumphant. F- We are
2: triumphant. A bittersweet triumphant. (laughs) Yeah, no, it it
1: has a good, like, just resounding finish, too. I I mean, I wouldn't have mind if it did end with the other one, but, like, this definitely has a good ending as well.
0: Right. I just, I felt like it really needed it there. Mm. Because, like, Mount Doom was good. Mm -hmm. It's like a finale-type thing. Mm -hmm. But I felt like it needed just a resolution. And that's where Crack of Doom came in. So. That's my uh, thoughts on that.
1: So, John, you know what we should do? What should we do? Maybe we should go track by track on the boxing album.
0: See, no. No. Well, I know. We already did a review. The episodes have been titled that already. I just want um, to bully
1: you, John. That's I'm not all. going I back to, to boxing.
0: You. I'm not going back to boxing.
1: John, I just want to bully you, that's all. Let me bully you. Don't. Why not?
2: Because I love you.
3: <laughs>
2: Alright. But the next mix... I guess since we're done with the opera, is the emotional mix. I'm excited for the emotional mix. Yes. Because
0: Michael Giacchino is the go-to person when you want an emotional song. <laughs> so that,
1: really... is,
2: it, is it just a Giacchino? It's half of his Giacchino. I'm 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 kind of excited. Seven songs, Giacchino. Oh, oh, sorry.
1: I thought you were saying the whole thing was seven. I'm like, what? Okay, seven songs. Seven songs for
0: Giacchino. Adder thirteen. So there you go. That's your homework for the next few weeks. Okay. You gotta give me my homework.
1: Yes, I will give you your homework. Um, so something that's an interesting that's been kind of floating around with the release of Love and Thunder Mm. is that I've been seeing, uh, publicly VFX artists complaining about working for Marvel Studios.
0: That doesn't surprise me.
1: Yeah, I'm just kind of glad, like, some of these things are kind of, like, going public.
0: Yeah, because, like, VFX artists in general are, like, not happy with the industry.
1: Hmm. I mean um, even Taika laughed at a scene of Love, Love and Thunder and said that doesn't look real right
0: so, so yeah uh, v- VFX Artist Reacts good channel good series
3: mm-hmm.
0: I'd highly recommend if you're interested in VFX just to see how it's done mm-hmm also, stuntmen Reacts. That's also a cool sub-series that they do. Okay. Just putting it out there.
1: Yeah. So, you got anything planned for this week, but not really?
0: For this
2: week, um, probably Stranger Things Season 4. Uh, Miss Marvel. We'll see. hmm We'll see what happens. But, might like, watch nothing outside of watching
0: things. Outside of watching things, no plans.
3: Okay.
0: Hopefully it's the chill week.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Hopefully. Uh, is, you, do you have anything else to say for today?
2: Um... Not really. Uh, I was I was
1: looking for something to close it out with, but all I had was that VFX thing. I couldn't really see anything else, really. There hasn't been a lot of news. i mean, Captain America for God's director, but I, at this point, I feel like we're waiting for Comic-Con.
0: We are waiting for Comic-Con. Yes. The place that used to be better, but we're getting some stuff this year.
3: So no, We're
1: getting some we'll stuff. We'll see. Yeah.
0: That's... Soonish,
1: mhm, and apparently we'll get our first look at the x men ninety seven show oh so that's I'm, right I, i'm oh, intrigued
0: right, right, right the, yeah, no disney plus um july twenty seventh they're coming out with the i l m mini series telling about the story of how i l m was created they're the industrial light and magic, the main v f x Special effects people that started with Star Wars that created a bunch of stuff,
3: mm-hmm.
0: which I'm excited for. I, 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 I'd say you should watch it as well. I think uh, uh, it'd be something I'm interested in because, like, they talk, they will, they will talk about forming Pixar. Oh, okay. Like, I mean, at least forming the technology for Pixar, yeah, um, and other stuff. I can't remember. But I'm excited for it. Cuz I, I like this stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah.
1: When light heat, when light year hits Disney Plus, are you planning to
2: watch it with your mom? I don't know with, with my mom. Probably with just by myself maybe. Why not with your mom?
0: Uh, I don't know. We can. I'm just curious. I mean, it'll give us something to do. So, probably.
1: (laughs) So after Stranger Things, yes. After Ms. Marvel, yes. Got another month till She-Hulk. Where are you gonna watch with your mom?
0: Well, oh, I have no idea. Um, I guess we'll probably catch up on Better Call Saul.
2: Mm. And whatever. We can think of. Mm-hmm. I have no idea.
0: I make it up as I go along. Yeah. In that
2: case, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you on <clears> the <throat> bye. Bye.